Millennials are some of the most misunderstood people of our time. We're seen as lazy and entitled snowflakes that just want everything handed to us. But when the facts are all laid out, this simply isn't the case. See, the reality is we've grown up in the midst of major mass media and technological advances unlike any other generation before us. And with this podcast, I'm going to spend time talking to other millennials that break this stereotype down with a smile on their face. So I have a question for you. Are you ready to join me on this adventure? What do you say, you dang millennials? How's it going, Lane Anderson? How are you, buddy? I am good. How about you, James? I am pretty good, pretty good. So I wanted to have you as my very first podcast guest because you're a longtime friend, um, former bandmate, former yeah. around the campfire cigar smoking friend. Good times oh, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> um, so I wanted to have Lane specifically on the podcast for the first episode because I think he has an interesting perspective on life. I think he has an interesting perspective from his podcast, Conscious Mess, which we will make sure we have in show notes for all of you guys to see. But just wanted to talk to you, Lane, a little bit about um, yourself. If you could just tell me some about you and uh, yeah, about Conscious Mess and what the podcast is about. And uh, if you could just sum it up in like two sentences, you know, you just explain your whole podcast in two sentences. That'd be great. Well, my name is Lane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, is that good enough? Yep, that's great. I, I cut down in one. I figured that would be a little better. Awesome, great. That's great. Yeah. Man. But, um, in all seriousness, in the podcast, um, right there. Yeah, cut. dude. <laughs> <laughs> my my name is Lane. Um, I'm a database engineer, so I work with like in technology. Um, I'm married. I have two beautiful kids that I love enjoying and being a dad with. Um, and then I am now a host on a podcast that I started over this last summer um, and kind of talking about some interesting concepts around like consciousness and psychedelics and um, topics as well as like meditation. Um, I kind of had like a weird experience uh, on psychedelics that kind of changed my life and we'll probably get into that here deeper. Oh yeah, but um, we will. <laughs> we will get into it. Yeah. And I love your podcast. Like it is, it truly is interesting. And I, I saw it, I think probably the day that you made the page or the day that it was at least public on Facebook, I was like, oh, I know this is going to be so good. Um, so I think you started out just around this, your first episode starts around this idea of ego death, um, which I guess isn't necessarily yeah. an idea as much as an experience. So can you explain a little bit about just maybe for those that have never heard of ego death? I'd never heard of it until I, I listened to your um, um, your first podcast, and then I went down this incredible YouTube black hole that is Ego Death. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about that, because I, I think that's is that could, is that fair to say that's probably the start of I guess what pushed you to doing our uh, conscious mess. Definitely, I would say that was definitely the beginning. Um, so I honestly didn't know what Ego Death was until I experienced it, and what, what Ego Death is like. So I had to experience my use psychedelics. Um, I was kind of like in this depressed, depressed state of mind and, um, like a really negative person, just really sad and didn't really realize, um, why I was sad to even begin with. Um, just didn't like self-analyze myself much and didn't really know, um, my current state of mind. But so I used like a large dose of like psychedelics and I had this thing that where people call ego death. And by psychedelics, and what do you mean? I want to interrupt you. What do you mean by psychedelics? Is like okay. mushrooms? Is this like what... I don't know, something that's some sort of like, I don't know, artificial chem- chemical, I don't know. That shows you my experience with it. What, what is it? So um, psychedelics would be more categorized towards like mushrooms and like LSD and DMT. Yeah. Um, but there's one side of psychedelics that there are some people kind of pushing for this idea, but there's also some people that would kind of um, not believe it's possible, but I think, I believe cannabis is a psychedelic. I see it. And I... I didn't even um, believe that until I experienced um, a high dose of that. And it wasn't synthetic or anything like that. It was literally just cannabis bud yeah. um, that I had. And so I smoked it, like, a, like a lot of it because I was like kind of just like having fun all the time, kind of drinking, yeah. smoking weed daily to kind of like escape um, yeah. 
but which is I so common, a- so common. I know so many people that are that way. We have mutual friends that are that way. That it's just, it's just anything to escape, anything to get away from just life, how it is. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, it's something to numb, like whatever feelings you have that could be like, um, depression for instance, yeah. which is a huge thing right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, um, so I smoked like a, a bunch of weed and I had this experience, um, and I wouldn't say it was pleasant anyway. Um, it was kind of like very crazy where like I had a, a lot of anxiety built up and I could see how it could be like, um, really fear inducing. But there was like this moment where um, I kind of just gave in and surrendered to the feeling Mm. that I had during it. And after this, I had this, I would say that I wasn't focusing on my body at all or like the physical world. Yeah. But um, it was kind of like in the moment I actually felt like I was like connecting to like this um, to like God, like Mm. to like it's, it's really hard to describe, but like this feeling of love and joy and like just understanding that everything's okay. Yeah, totally. And it, in this moment of like surrendering, I let go of who I was because in, during this like really anxiety filled moment, um, I literally came to the conclusion that I was going to die. Whoa. And I came to the conclusion <laughs> that I was actually going to die. Wow. Like it, it's kind of weird to say, but like, Imagine you are like on your deathbed and you're going to die and you have to, you have to come to that conclusion that you're going to die and accept it. I, and I was literally had so much anxiety built up that I thought I was going to, and like, like my heart was beating like racing. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I just gave into it. And the moment I did that, I let go of everything of who I was. And I like, um, I felt like I like forgave myself for all these things I had held on to the past that I didn't realize were even issues to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And that all of my, my negativity and depression was all just self-built and none of this even mattered to begin with. Yeah. And after this, um, so like the reason why it's called ego death is like, there's this idea that we have egos and what ego is, is just this identity of who we think we are and yeah. who people think we are in society. Which is wildly inflated in most people. Greatly. <laughs> yes, I would agree. <laughs> so like in this moment, like I, I let go of this and kind of went into this, um, this focus that there's more to life outside of who I am. Yeah. And once I reached that and after I came back from it, it, it changed my life completely. Um, I, my depression was instantly gone. I felt so grateful for my life and I I started noticing all these amazing things that were around Mm. me that I wasn't even paying attention to begin with. Um, and it's sad because I even like, I had a, um, a son at the time. Um, and it makes me really sad to think that I was in that state, even with being married and having a kid. But, um, after that, I was just, I took every opportunity I had to, um, fix all issues that I've created, like conflict, um, being even just like being mean or like, um, hateful in any way and just try to pick up the pieces of what I had created and fix it in any way possible and create like a positive, um, experience from it. So I just took the initiative and just try to fixing my life in every way possible. But yeah, um, that's what I would say. What ego death would be is just like losing the, the, uh, the idea of our myself, and understanding that there's more out there than just um, who I am. Yeah. If any of that makes sense at all. Yeah, no, I, I think it does. I think it's something that um, as I hear you talk about it, I, I, and not that I've, I've actually never experienced with anything, have any experience with anything psychedelics. Um, yeah. The most experience I have is just alcohol um, and like a mm-hmm. cigar or like tobacco. And so I, I hear what you're saying. And like, there's elements of things that you, and this is what's interesting when I first listened to your podcast, there's elements of what you're saying that I hear. And I'm like, dude, I get it. I, I get it. Like there's something, there's something about that inward examination and something that yes. just clicks that you go, wait a minute, I'm missing something. And, um, and I think for me, maybe there was a time where, 
Um, and I don't, I don't know. And this is kind of one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Do you know if this is something that can be achieved like outside of the use of psychedelics? Um, cause like I know for us, there was a really traumatic experience that happened in, in our life. Um, that, and I don't know if there was, there wasn't like this, a up above the clouds kind of experience for me, but there was an experience um, in my life with losing my son that just shifted. And I mean, you know, you were, you were, um, we were hanging out at that time because I was in, in living in Boise and um, it just like shifted everything, like everything. Well, I guess maybe, maybe it's just the idea that my, myself, like I became so wildly unimportant that it shifted, but do, I don't know. And I don't, I, I guess I kind of wanted to ask you to dig in. Do you think it's something that can be achieved outside of psychedelics? Do you think, I know you pulled in kind of in your podcast, a little bit of a religious um, piece to it. Do you think there's any sort of like religious elements to it um, as well that can be achieved through? I'm just, I'm just curious and I don't know yeah, your thoughts no, on definitely. it. Definitely. Um, I 100% believe that this can be accomplished soberly through different means. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised from what you just mentioned with um, the loss of your son um, causing that. Um, I've heard experiences from people who have near death experiences who come back with like a, a new outlook on life. Yeah. And I think, I think it has to come, just comes down to just a, like a moment of surrender of just mm. giving in that, um, there are things that are more important than the self. Yeah. And, and so, um, I, I know a lot of people who's, who've had ego death experiences from just doing things like meditation or, yeah. um, like even having a, um, going to a therapist. So yeah. I, I don't think it's just related to psychedelics. I think psychedelics can bring that out of you easier maybe like slow you down enough or or like get you out of your head enough maybe that you can have that thought like like i guess i can think i kind of wanted to dig into is it more of like an experience um like an like an event or is it something that can happen like i guess over time um i don't know i know i'm digging in i'm just i'm just no dude i i love these type of questions um so what do you mean digging in like digging in from or over time, like yeah. using psychedelics or just, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess, is it something that is like, um, at least I know in your experience, it seems like it was a, this one like time experience, one time event that happened. Whereas in mine, I think it was maybe like a process of grieving that maybe got me to, and I don't know if I could claim ego death, um, for me, but at least I hear some of the elements and they seem to relate to, um, my story and where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I would say I don't think ego death has to be like so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you can like, like, wait, I guess what you meant, like incrementally, um, like lose pieces of yourself or like learn to let things go of yourself yeah. and become egoless. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the craziest part about psychedelics is that it's, it just pulls you into a huge experience where you, <laughs> you can just have your whole reality just shattered in front of you within like a span of a couple hours. Yeah. I think that's the craziest thing about it. It makes me, it makes me so nervous because I've never ever, and it just, I mean, even just hearing people talk about it, I don't don't think I'll ever experience it. I don't think I really ever want to. I just, I hear it and the stories are so fascinating to me because it's just so vibrant and there's so much to it. Um, Mm. I, so I think we kind of, I can, I guess I can go ahead and give a little bit of my backstory to me since this is my first podcast episode i work at a church i'm a i'm a kids pastor and so i'm in a non-denom christian church i come with that perspective in mind and so i think that probably colors some of the things um can you give a little bit about i guess history of your background if you feel comfortable sharing just i guess where you come from with religion kind of how ego death maybe fits into that i know you and i've had many a conversation about religion and just life um so there's there's context behind this conversation as opposed to me just asking like hey give me your but whatever you feel comfortable sharing about can you talk about i guess your concept of religion how you grew up and how that impacted ego death um, yeah, if you, yeah, if you feel comfortable sharing. 100%, man. Um, so I grew up like, I would say I, I didn't, I wasn't really super religious, but I grew up in a very religious, wanting to be religious family. Okay. So, um, my, my family was always like, my mom was very focused on like morality mainly and like being like consciously aware of making positive choices in our lives. Um, we, I grew up like LDS and so I had I had kind of like a belief system built up around uh, the religion itself, 
but at the same time, I wasn't living my life, um, in the way that that religion wanted. So like, I didn't go to church or anything after, after I turned 18. Um, but in the back of my head, I still had a belief around it. Yeah. And so when I had this ego death experience, um, in that moment of surrender where I felt like a lot of like love and joy and just like appreciation. Yeah. Um, I had originally believed that it was God, like forgiving me for all these things that I, yeah. I had done. Yeah. I remember you mentioned it in that. Oh. Yeah. And mainly it's just because like, it, it was, it was just really strange to be in that position because I, I don't think I've ever felt that much like love and gratitude and, like understanding that everything's okay. Yeah. Like no matter what's even going on. Yeah. But um, after this, I had no idea what this even was or what the hell this, like, I didn't even know people <laughs> had experience like this on psychedelics at all. Yeah. I believe so it. I, it sounds like was it like, was like a giant shift, especially cause you had, you had experience um, with weed before this, right? Like this wasn't your first yes. experience. So yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I, I was smoking weed quite a bit and I had nothing like this um, at all. And one of the hardest parts was like trying to convince my wife that something crazy like this even happened. Yeah. I remember after this happened, like uh, my wife came home and then she, she was like, what, what's going on? And I'm like, I can't talk what's going on right now. <laughs> and the next day I had like described this stuff yeah. to her and the whole time I'm like, she's just going to think I'm crazy. She's yeah. literally going to think I'm crazy because like, how would even me before this would thought anyone who, who would talk about this kind of thing is crazy. Like they just like fried their brain or yeah. something's wrong with their, like the chemical balance. And yeah. Or just like the typical, something. like stereotype of people that smoke or use marijuana in any way. It's that's, that's like the typical stuff you would hear people say. It's all love. Man. Yeah. Or, you know, just <laughs> whatever people would yeah. say, you know, about just yeah. like your typical seventies hipster or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy that how much like those things are stereotypes, yeah, but yeah. like it's one of those things that you, like you don't really understand to like you kind of experience it, and I it, it changed my whole perspective on that whole like movement and everything too. Um, but like I, over time, I like I analyze myself like crazy. I'm like, okay, am I going crazy? Like, am I literally if I'm insane? I want to like find medical help yeah. because I don't yeah. want I like I'm a rational per- person and I. Yeah want to do like what's best for me or like for my family yeah, for me totally for your kids for your wife yeah yeah and so um i started like doing a lot of research around like things like this happening and um kind of reflecting back on what happened and what i ended up realizing that like this this um feeling that i interpreted as like god forgiving me mm. what i realized in the end it was i went through the process of forgiving myself for all these things mm. within some time span that I couldn't even fathom. Yeah. Like it could have been like 10 minutes in the physical world, but yeah. I was just experiencing this and kind of like we- the weirdest part was when I was in this, I was getting visuals of all everything I had done, like pretty much living, like what pe- people say they, they die, like they, um, a near death experience yeah, that they yeah. relive everything that happened. Yeah. You hear it was crazy. It was like, ex- it was like, yeah. Crazy, crazy stories from lots and lots of people on those. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was like exactly what happened is like within like a couple minutes, I went through what felt like like years of going through everything that happened to me yeah. and then just kind of letting go of them. Yeah. And, um, after that happened, um, I was like, okay, um, I, I'm first off, I guess what I'd say is I was ever since that moment, I was the happiest I ever was. Um, I had like, I feel like everything was off my shoulders I was not afraid. I literally felt like I could die and I'd be perfectly content with my life. Like I would literally just give my life to help anyone out because I was just so happy to even be alive. Cause I, um, yeah. Yeah. And so after that, I, um, kind of looked back on my, um, belief system of religion Mm. because a lot of this stuff, people related to like spirituality and like religious context. And so I started doing a lot of like research around the history of like the LDS church yeah. and realize a lot of it's bull. And it's a crazy I, history, dude. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's a crazy <laughs> history. And yeah. And I mean, you have family that's LDS. I have family that's LDS, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've dug in. There's some, there's some interesting stuff. I mean, there's interesting stuff about all religions and, and all sorts of things, but yeah, there's some, yeah, 
Not crazy. even just that, but a lot of this stuff was like pulled from just regular Christianity yeah. and like copied. Yeah. Um, pretty much like a cult where they just like take belief systems that are pre-existing and put their own little spin on it. Yeah. And so, um, I went through this moment. It was really hard for me because, um, what I had interpreted it normally as like <clears throat> a very religious experience. And I like went through and researched and I created this notepad of like all the things that were like, um, wrong about the religion I like, grew up in. And I remember I did for like a month straight, um, every free moment I had, like during lunch, um, while I was in the bathroom, while I got home, I was just doing research and, and getting as many viewpoints from both sides as possible. Yeah. And I remember very specifically, there's this one night where I went through and I was like, okay, you know what? I am so sick of, of not being able to come to a conclusion if I believe this or not. And I went through every single thing I'd written of why I think the religion was BS and I read every single thing. I went, you know what? There is no way I can believe something where I, there's so many things that I feel are disproven. Yeah. So I am not going to believe this from now on. And I, yeah. from that moment, I have never believed it yeah. and jumped out of it. And I feel completely free for after that moment. Yeah. So was that before, or I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm missing my timeline. Is that before or after this uh, ego death moment? That was like a month and a half after. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. that that was something you were you were holding to. We've had lots of conversations about it. I didn't realize that you were holding to some of those things still. I mean, t- yeah. to a certain point when you have something that you've you've grown up hearing about and you've been taught in, it just those things are going to stick, I guess. Um, yeah, that's why I would categorize it as a belief system because yeah. I even didn't know how much I believed in it. Mm. Um, why I would call that call it a belief system is because a lot of the belief is built subconsciously. So I didn't realize that a lot of my um, actions day to day were based off of a religious idea. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I, I didn't even know it until I had to like analyze myself what I did believe. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy, man. Um, So I want to switch gears. I want to kind of um, talk to you. I've I've been listening to your episodes. Um, I'm on your second episode right now Um, on your third episode right now finish your second episode and I loved it because you started talking about um and obviously all this through the lens of um ego death and this concept of I don't know could would, it, would bettering yourself be a fair way of saying it I don't know maybe not better yeah. maybe like simplifying yourself is simplifying yeah. yourself kind of the way to think I don't know I don't know what I don't want to put words hmm. in your mouth that's kind of how I read it no. but you talk about this idea of entertainment overload um you mentioned this issue between uh, people, the amount of and the people and the amount of entertainment that we consume. Um, can you just, I guess, talk a little bit about like what is entertainment overload? How does this impact us? Um, this is a podcast specifically by a millennial talking to another millennial, um, and we just consume so much entertainment. I listen to the podcast, all the podcasts <laughs> that I can. You know, I'm watching TV shows. Um, I'm not as much on TV shows as you know. They got to catch my attention. But explain to me a little bit. Of what is entertainment overload? How does that impact? I guess a millennial specifically, or just anyone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to go back to your first question, um, I'm surprised you like remembered this. it. I'm surprised no, you man, remembered I, it. I can so pick these things you, up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a great way of putting it as like a simplified, um, simplifying yourself. Mm. Um, the way I'd put it is like just self analyzing and self reflection. Yeah. It becomes like this point, I'd say, where you become your own therapist, where you start dealing with your own issues and like refining yourself. So in a way, I'd say simplifying. I think that's a great cool. way of putting it. Interesting. Yeah, and that's um, just, it's something I've thought about as I've listened to your podcast and just thought through it, thinking like, man, I feel like I hear some of the things you're saying and I feel like I'm there maybe? Like I've kind of, I don't know. But anyways, okay, so entertainment no. overload. What is it? Okay. What does it look like um, for millennials, for um, those that would not consider themselves millennials, for, the, for all them boomers <laughs> out there? What is entertainment? Well, the, you can't forget Gen Z, man. Gen Z. They don't matter. That's all right. They don't matter. <laughs> well, they're not in you're gonna this. Get can- you're going to get canceled. Now. <laughs> 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 we love Gen Z. That's all right. Yeah, we love you. We love Gen Z. Uh, so for entertainment overload, the reason why I created this episode is because this has been like a very, um, this is like a topic that I really care about. Yeah. I, I think that... Uh, through this process of this ego death that I um, experienced, 
I realized that like life matters outside of all these distractions. And I would say I was more present after that. And I was like, one of the biggest things that change is that mm. instead of just being in my head all the time and thinking I was viewing things and taking them in as they were. Yeah. And so I remember there's this moment where I was just sitting on the couch and with like my, my family and we had the TV going on. And instead of watching the TV, I was looking at the room with all of us watching the TV yeah. and it became like this weird, like way of viewing it where uh. the TV wasn't as like, it wasn't as like the main focus, but yeah. it was something outside of what the real focus was. Yeah. And so over time I started like paying attention to, um, these changes that happened over the last couple of decades with like mm. social media movies, um, like entertain, just entertainment in general. Yeah. And so what I would say is that, um, we're at this point now where there are so many distractions, um, everywhere around us. We have phones in our pockets that are little computers that sometimes are even right. faster than some computers. Most people have, we have um, stream multiple different streaming services where some people are paying monthly to multiple streamings to have hundreds of to thousands of different TV shows. Um, we have music that we can access in an instant of just opening up our phone. Love our Spotify. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> We, we even have um, social media, which is a weird um, process within, within its own. Yeah. And all these things around us, I started realizing that a lot of people that I saw were always distracting themselves with something no matter what. Mm. And it got to the point where I started noticing that I was doing that myself, where I'd be sitting down on the, I'd sit down on the couch after I'd get home from work. And I'd find something to do no matter what, like go in autopilot mode where yeah. either I'd turn the TV on, play a video game open my phone and do something on that. But for some reason I can never just be present and and pay attention to what's going on around me. Yeah. And then you like look up from your phone and you're like, dude, it's in an hour and a half. I've been sitting here and scrolling, yeah. looking at nothing. And, and then you can think back like, what was I looking at 30 minutes ago? No idea. You missed out and your kids are sitting there. You know, you could spend time with your kids. You could spend time with your wife. I, yeah, I feel you, dude. I was, I was, I was in the church. We call it conviction. <laughs> I was conviction? feeling convicted, okay. dude. I was like, man, I'm hearing that and going, oh, that's me. So many times, like, that's me. I, I do that. Um, I, I, yeah, I want to just get lost in that and forget completely. There's a whole life outside of it. Um, yeah, whole life outside of it. So, Sorry, I yeah. got you off, but I heard it. I'm like, yeah, no, yep, man. Yep, yep, I get you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy though, but I, I wouldn't blame yourself if mm. you ever, like, if you ever worried about that because yeah. we live in a world now where everyone wants to make money off of the individual. They want us to be consumers totally. because, um, like, in the ent entertainment industry is like the biggest out of every other industry yeah. because they're making so much money, oh, yeah. billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And so, like it's not our faults that we, we want to be this way because everything is pushing this towards us all the time. We have advertisements everywhere we go. Yeah. I mean, if you live in like New York city, that's the whole entire town is advertisements. <laughs> you, you go and you go in your room and your bed is an advertisement. Yeah. You know? And you bring up, you bring up an interesting point in, in your podcast. You talk about how, um, everything's so stimulating now compared to, I mean, I look back to when we were even kids and think, dude, there's nothing even close um, to just the things that we would, I was, okay, I'll give you an example and I'm just throwing it back okay. here. I was going back and watching some balloon shop on YouTube, dude. <laughs> oh, I love balloon some shop. balloon shop. It was so good. I was watching and I was like, man, this is hilarious. And then I looked at it and I thought, I want to turn this off and like, 30 seconds like now now i'd look at it and be like this is trash and i would have missed out on you know all of the the wonderfulness that is balloon shop so i say that to say look at the content that we have now is so wildly um <sighs> i'd say stimulating stimulating i guess the good word yeah stimulating yeah. just compared to what we've had in the past so you talk a little bit about that you talk about even just the budgets that um, you know, these companies like Netflix and like Hulu have for their own original content stuff that used to be, you know, a little bit, maybe low budget, or that was kind of just a little bit piecemeal is now like millions of dollars, like movie studio money being put into these shows. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, um, 
you mentioned this idea of um, filler entertainment. And I don't know if that's a concept that, that's from somewhere else or if that's a, a wonderful idea from Lane's mind. You're like, I don't know, maybe it is. But this idea of filler entertainment. <laughs> um, so what, what does that look like? What, I guess where do you, how do you see filler entertainment fitting into your, your life and what do you do with it? Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't remember where that term came from. I, I could have came up from it, but, um, I could be wrong. I yeah. honestly don't know. Yeah. But what, what I describe that as is that like, a, there's so much content out there and the budgets are so high for these, um, not even for just movies or TV shows, but for video games, yeah. um, for even like, I would say even like social media in some ways or like YouTube. Yeah. But, um, Sometimes these things, like for instance, like let's say the Transformers movies, they're like they're, they're guilty pleasure <laughs> movies are just entertainment values. But shy and so, yeah, I mean the first one was good, yeah, but the rest, man, shy though. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you, I get you, I get you. Yeah, I'd say um, we we've come to this point where there's we it's like the I think there's like this idea that there needs to be like a re-evolution of what we categorize things as good content. Mm. Because um 20 years ago, everything we have now, we would categorize as beyond amazing. Like yeah, totally. it would literally blow our minds to know these things even exist yeah. nowadays. But now mm. we have so many of these that are out there that are wanting us to watch mm. them or people pushing us to watch them that um I believe that we need to look and find the next step of evolution within entertainment and what, what things stand out out of the crowds. And I've kind of went through this process of my own of going, okay, all these shows, like there's a bunch of shows where I would just watch after like after work and like just continuously like the office for instance, which I think is a great show. Yeah. Great show. Um, But there's like, there's so, so much of like an endless loop of content that, I started just choosing things that stood out to me that um, seemed to be more impactful. Like for instance, like some of these um, movies that are created by like production companies that are actually trying new things yeah. versus just watching something that's like carbon copied and created yeah. times like like Marvel movies like for ev- or like Star every Wars. Marvel TV series ever that you're like, I kind of yeah. know what I'm going to get. Like you, you kind of yeah. have a little bit of an idea what you're going to get with it. Yeah. Man. Yeah, there's there's nothing really special about them. No. Like what they are is just like I would say it's making money off nostalgia. Like there's these characters that mm. are interesting, but forever it's like playing Skyrim for like the rest of your life. Like there's these auto like auto quests that can happen. Like they mm. literally built in AI where there's random quests that happen f- forever. Mm. You can literally play that game forever and have these quests. But so now there's TV shows where they're literally just taking the, like the, the idea and who these characters are and then just putting them through random shit. Mm. It's the same reason yeah. why supernatural is running still like after like 14 seasons. Yeah, dude. Like if there's like people that are going to watch it, they're not going to care. They're just going to keep creating content, because even if it's not they that great, get that money. And because people are going to keep watching it cause they're stuck in that loop. And I, I, um, I, I want to get into this idea you, you mentioned of, um, being a, a consumer versus a creator and how mm. that is kind of maybe a solution to this idea of entertainment overload. Um, but I wanted to, to zero in on something that I thought was really interesting because lots of podcasts okay. I've listened to have talked about this concept and being here in Louisiana right now where Mardi Gras is happening and where um, we're getting ready to go into Lent. Um, you mentioned this idea of fasting and meditation. And so knowing from, Knowing, I guess, your your space where you're coming from right now, where you you wouldn't say, I don't know if you would say you're not coming from a like a religious standpoint with fasting and meditation. You're talking about, I guess, the um, the benefits of those just personally. Can you speak a little bit into like, um, yeah, I guess how uh, fasting, how meditation, those two fit into this um, solving the problem of entertainment overload and what you're doing for those. Sure. Yeah. Um... And so after like I had my ego death experience, um, one of the things I heard people talk about was meditation. Yeah. And I always had thought that this is like for people that are like super religious. Um, I didn't understand <laughs> like what, yeah. what would be the point of something like this. Yeah. And so, um, I started practicing it and what I realized the whole process of meditation is, is letting go of the ego. It, it's, um, relaxing and f- turning off your, like the noise in your head. Yeah. 
to let go and kind of um, become your present and natural self. Mm. And so I'd say how this fits in is that if um, meditation kind of shows you that everything around you entertainment wise are, is just stuff to put more noise in your head and they they don't really even matter to begin with. If you come back to the idea that just being present and living life um, with what's going on around you versus distracting yourself with something, um, none of that really matters. And so I um, practice meditation and that's also one of the things that kind of helped me um, get out of my addiction to some of these entertainment um, entertainments that I'd use. And, um, I don't think all, I will say this. I don't think all entertainment's bad, but I think you have to, um, kind of use it as a more of a benefit versus Mm. like living your life through it. Yeah. And a lot of people live their lives through it. I mean, I know a lot of people that the only thing they talk about is literally what they were watching the day before. And, and that's their conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's literally so becomes exhausting. who they are. Oh, it's so exhausting. And then it, it, what it does is it fills the space where you could have conversations like this, where you and I are talking about, yeah, ego death, a concept that, you know, not very many people are talking about at this time, at least in like just mainstream life. Cause they're too busy talking about, you know, is friends going to get a reboot, you know, or yeah. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Oh man. Well, uh, so what about fasting? Cause um, I, I heard fasting and then of course, you know, my pastor ears shot up cause I'm like, Oh cool. Mm-hmm. Like this is concept in the Bible. Also a concept in just, I don't know. I'm not sure how old the concept is. I'm sure it's in, in a very old concept, very, very, very old concept. But what does that look yeah. like for you? And how does, I guess that impact your, um, yeah. Entertainment overload. Yeah. So, um, I would say even eating food is entertainment. Yeah. It's, it's using something to kind of like fill a void that you have. Um, and so I started also doing fasting because I wouldn't say I started doing fasting, but after meditating and kind of being present, Mm. I realized I didn't need food Yeah, or I did, I didn't really need anything. Interesting. And, um, so after I started like doing fasting stuff, I started realizing how much better I felt while fasting. I, I didn't notice that um, consuming sugar or a lot of caffeine or um, even like I would even could say like like smoking like cigarettes or like yeah. nicotine, like all these things were affecting me yeah. and causing like uh, more anxiety in yeah, my in my totally. thoughts. And, and so I started doing fasting because I noticed it put me in a position where it was easier to let go of my thoughts and my ego yeah. and just like let go of myself. Yeah. It's so there's this uh this biblical concept I'm not sure um exactly where it I think it's Paul that talks about it I'm showing how how much I'm not up on it but the uh, I, this <laughs> idea that he he talks about where um everything's permissible for me uh, but not everything's beneficial everything's permissible but I will not be mastered by anything it's all concept of it's okay to do these things like technically it's okay but is it beneficial to you as a person you know, moving forward. And I think that's kind of, uh, um, you know, maybe that's not exactly the heart of what that passage is trying to get at, but I think that concept rings true in this situation where you're sitting there going like, I could smoke a cigarette or I could, you know, have that one extra beer or I could, you know, sit and binge watch the office for the next four hours. Um, but is it beneficial? And I think you've kind of zeroed in on that question of like, is this beneficial for me? Like, is this helping change my life? Um, so one of the things I'm doing, I wanted to mention to you, um, I'm kind of excited about it. I need you to hold me accountable if you see it. Um, for okay. for Lent, and I've never practiced Lent. I guess it's more of a Catholic thing than anything else. Um, but what is that, if you don't mind me asking? Lent is a... Okay, I'm going to mess it up now that you asked me because I think <laughs> it's a... I think it's a Catholic celebration... Or sell that provision. It's a Catholic fasting from a specific item, specific thing for 40 days, and it's supposed to symbolize um, the 40 days that Jesus went in the wilderness, but when he was being tempted by the devil. I want to say that's what it is. I might be hmm. wrong. I'm probably going to okay. mess it up. But it's it's 40 days, and so I think it 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 basically it's leading up to Easter. Um, okay. I, I think I actually have heard I that think before. That's it's right. like a sacrifice kind of. Yeah, it, but it's uh, a lot of people just 
um, for Lent, for and when they observe Lent, they give up a specific thing um, for a time. Now, I'm, for me, I'm not doing it for like the practice of Lent. It's more just kind of a like getting in the habit of um, fasting a thing. So I'm fasting my phone. I'm fasting social media. My mom has been talking about how she was going to do it. And I said, I'll do it with you, mom. Sure, why not? So for 40 days, I'm going to fast social media. And you put a similar call out in your second episode where you talked about it. Don't touch your phone for a week or don't play don't play Spotify for a week. See how it impacts and changes and how much more vibrant those things are when they come back because you're out yeah. of that loop. You're out of that overload to where you understand like, whoa, this is really, really cool. And if it's done well, and if it's not, if I'm not overloaded with it, it can be a really cool tool as opposed to something that enslaves you. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We become like desensitized to all oh, these yeah. things because we're using them so constantly. <laughs> and because there's so much money being thrown into content and so much. And so we're looping, we're looping back around at the beginning. Um, so tell me <laughs> a little bit about um, this um, you kind of see entertainment overload like a solution to that being the idea of um, consume, being a consumer or being a creator. Um, and you talked about, um, yeah, this idea of do you want to just be someone that consumes that's more like zombie-like in how you act or a creator, like someone that uses this um, tech, to your, tech to your advantage, uses this social media to your advantage to, um, I guess, change your outlook on it. So uh, what, what, was, what does that look like to you? What are you talking about with that? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's a great thing to bring up. Um, so this idea of like being a consumer or creator, um, consumerism is, is really interesting because like we mentioned, it's kind of like being enslaved by these things. Yeah, totally. And you hear all these people are like, um, calling everyone sheep and like sheeple <laughs> or whatever. Like it's so cheesy to say, but like, from their offense. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in reality, like people are literally just following what's given to them. Oh. And th- that's when it becomes really weird where, um, it's literally like a carrot on the end of like a stick Mm. in front of you all the time. Like you finish the last show and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be done with Netflix for a while after this show. And then they add something else like that week. And you're like, Oh, oh, I'm going to watch that. Well, guess what? That can become this endless loop of, um, not doing anything other than just consuming this content. But everything has become that way where, um, I, I say there's like this, this, um, entertainment like cycle that I've mentioned in my podcast episode, the, the second one, um, where people like fill their entire day with cycling through these entertainments yeah. all the time. Where like you yeah. wake up, look at your phone, yeah. get on social media while you're eating breakfast on the way to work, listening to music or, um, hopefully a podcast because I'd say that's more beneficial, but the conscious getting- mess podcast. <laughs> that's what you're listening to. Yeah. Whatever. That's what you're listening to. Yeah. Um, they're like <laughs> filling up their entire day with always doing something. And that that's literally the idea of what consumerism is, is just consuming what, um, people are giving. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're filling your entire day and utilizing what other people are creating, you're not doing anything other than being consumer. But so then I bring up this idea of trying to be on the outside, kind of like trying to join mm. Um, what the outside is doing where they're the ones creating the content. Yeah. And by doing this, we, you, there's a lot more benefits, um, that I, I believe exist when you start creating you, um, you're more creative, you feel productive. Uh, I know if I watch and become like too much of a consumer over like a weekend of like watching too many shows or eating a lot of food, I feel like kind of like sick and demotivated because I feel like I didn't get anything done. Yeah. And so I'd say like this, there's a side where, um, you kind of want to be like your own person. You don't want to be what everyone wants you to be or like what everything's making you be. Because if you're filling your life up with all this entertainment, your life is literally just going to become whatever you're consuming. People don't realize this, but literally your brain picks up on everything you're looking at, reading, listening to, and that's going to become who you are yeah, over time. It's going to, it's going to shift. It's going to impact. It's going to change your, I mean, there, there are times where my wife will watch a show and I can just, I don't know if you experience this with your wife. There are times where she's watching a show and she'll just, she'll just walk in the room and just the way she's taught, I'm like, what were, you, what were you watching? Because like I can tell there's something in it that just shifted and totally changed your mood, your personality. Uh, I mean, there was there was one specific show that I know many people. I think it was is it Black Mirror? There's so many people oh, yeah. like had to just stop because it just it messed up and it changed like 
it was changing their life because it was something that was impacting them so heavily. Um, I wanted to point this out because it's something that I, I had my phone pulled up because I wanted to look at it. Um, when you're talking about the idea of this cycle, we go in of pick it up in the morning, check and see what's going on on Facebook. And then, you know, maybe as you're brushing your teeth, you're watching YouTube video or listening to a podcast or whatever. Um, I was looking at my screen time uh, app on my uh, on my phone the other day and my average is 139 times a day i pick my phone up off the table and put it <laughs> put it back down wow. i'm looking at it going dude that's not that's not the way i want to live like i don't want to like what am i doing that i what's so important that i have to take 139 times out of my day pick my phone up and what open up facebook to look at it and see what's going on with the feed see what other people are doing so I'm I'm really stoked to go through, um, yeah, this time this going through I guess practicing Lent <laughs> <laughs> and just fasting, getting away from social media because for me that's um, public relations major in college and I just I love um, journalism, public relations. So just social media is something that's always stuck to me. Um, I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I've tried to like minimize the amount of time that I'm at least posting on it as well. Feeling like I don't have to have my voice out there all the time because uh, people aren't going to care all the time. So Yeah, but yeah. you kind of use it differently. I've noticed so over the years um, yeah. being your friend that you use it in a manner of like um, being very positive for people and using it to support your friends, yeah. which is, I think is amazing. Oh, dude, I love but, it. I love supporting because being in bands, I mean, you and I were in a band back in Boise. I had to bring it up, dude. Trebuchet <laughs> for life. Trebuchet yeah. for life. But like being oh. in bands, growing up forever in bands and playing it, I'm like, I want to be able to support people. If they have something cool they're doing. And I think if I were to think back to it, maybe it goes towards that. Maybe in the back of my mind, it goes towards that consumer versus creator idea where I know mm. how much I get jacked whenever I'm creating and I know like even just sitting and doing this podcast like I've been pumped up about it going through and just talking so I'm like this is something creative this is something different I'm not just sitting and playing you know a game on my computer or messing around scrolling on my phone like it's something I get to produce from here and put it out there uh, so I love supporting people man I saw your podcast come across I was like yes let's go <laughs> yeah dude I really let's appreciate go. that because it motivated it motivated me a lot I to love um, it, keep dude. this going I love it but yeah there are a lot of people who mm. don't don't use tech like social media for that reason. Yeah. There's some people who literally just use it just to post pictures of themselves to gain like gratification from others all the time. Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy. It's crazy how, um, how toxic it can get so quickly. Um, just the amount of information that we receive about people's lives and it's so easy to compare so quickly and go, Oh man, I can't believe they did that with their kid. Like for me, I think they did that with their kids man, I should step up my game with my kids, which, you know, maybe it's not a bad thing, mm -hmm. but if that's like all you see and it changes your entire outlook of your entire day, maybe it's time to put it down, <laughs> step yeah, into well, something else. <laughs> I'd say it depends on what you're looking at though. I mean, that's the, that's the variable that changes all the time. Like if you're looking at and seeing like cool parents do things and you're like, yeah. you know what, that's really smart. I'm going to uh, try that at home. That's different than p you see a bunch of, um, especially like my wife or like a lot of women I know who just look at like makeup of, of like people that are so clearly Photoshop in these photos and making comparisons <laughs> to themselves that they want to be yeah. that. That's not a productive thing to make a comparison to yeah. at all compared to um, looking at and how you can yeah. um, increase like the fun in your family or something. Yeah. That's a big difference. It's so man. it's hard. I'm I'm really glad that I don't wear makeup and that I don't have to deal with with makeup <laughs> at all. Well, That's you're beautiful enough. You don't need well, makeup. Thank you. Well, thank you, man. Um, one thing you mentioned earlier um, when you were talking about like um, you being in bands and kind of like seeing that and wanting to support people. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that I've kind of learned from this ego death experience mm -hmm. was like this. Um, I would say it's like an overview look instead of like being instead of living through these things of look like looking at the overview of what's going on. So kind of like yeah. what I mentioned earlier of instead of watching TV with my family, looking at what's kind of going on of us watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, this is one of the things I kind of learned and I'd call like a conscious overview. I'm like con being con like people being consciously aware of things, um, versus just like living through them. Yeah. 
And or it's, it's uh, the idea of like being meta where it's like so <laughs> ironic because you're looking at everything versus just the specific parts. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what you, exactly what you were doing is mm. that you were um, in a band, you were around other bands and you understood them enough that you knew what they needed yeah. that would benefit them in a positive oh, way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, and, and knowing just to uh, how excited I got and how much it boosted. I mean, you were even talking about me supporting you with your podcast and how much it encouraged you. Where you're like, man, I want to, I want to keep going with this for me, knowing that there's something that creativity does to the soul um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I would attribute it to saying, um, in my belief system, I would say God is creative in himself. And so when we're creative, it seems like that's something that would make sense as to why it would excite us so much. It would bring us up. Um, I don't know how much, yeah, sure. I don't know for me, I think, I don't know how much consuming God's doing of <laughs> content. I think he might be caring a little bit more about creativity. And so for me, I think through that way, you know, like creativity is something that I guess, um, yeah, it's kind of it's something that is in our nature, something that clicks when when you have that creativity, that option, something that just sparks and you can go and it pushes you forward into, you know, outside of your normal life, outside of just the day to day that we get stuck in so yeah. easy. So I saw that. I know how it impacts me. So I'm like, let's go. I want to encourage these people. I know how much it will yeah. change them. I know how much it will help them because it helps me. Yeah, I, I think it's like it's kind of like having empathy. And I think yeah. this is one of the interesting parts is like. In, in that same way of like consciously looking at things, you can, um, you could like, for instance, you could see someone like in high school or like mm. someone's like a bully yeah. and they're picking on people. One person could just see him for what, uh, for see him for what they're doing and go, this guy's like an asshole. Yeah. Why is he being this way? Yeah. Or someone could look at it from an overview and mm. have more empathy and go, this guy, he probably had issues at home yeah. that led him to be this way. Like these things that caused him to become this way. Yeah. It's not really just him being this way. There's mm. some pain there that's causing yeah. him to to be this way. For sure. Well, knowing that that each of us have a human condition. Oh, human condition. The human condition. Each oh, of us yeah. have a human condition that, you know, when there's hurt and when there is pain that people are going through, people are going to respond in different ways. Some people are going to get depressed. Um, I think I would lean that way. seems like that's probably where you would lean towards um, depression. Some people interact with hurt and pain as just lashing out. So that bully, you know, they very well could just need somebody to want to love them, want to interact with them in a way that's just, uh, hey, I see you as a person, not just as this attitude that you have. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're looking at them as like a conscious, you're looking at them as a being versus just like an mm. identity of who they are. Yeah. Which is crazy. You can't look it at- shifts. It shifts everything. If that's if that's how yeah. you think about people, yeah, man. Well, that's what ju- well, that's one of the crazy parts about like judging, and that's something I had to work on because I I didn't realize how much I judged people. Yeah, and um, but the idea of judging is literally just taking like a, a snapshot of who they are mm. currently and only looking at them as being that person yeah. versus looking at them and everything else that's led to them being that yeah. way or even new changes that they've um, adapted yeah. to. You know. Oh yeah, I, I can still think of of my. I can still hear my mom in the back of my head whenever I would get mad about something as a kid, and was, I'm really glad like she ingrained this in me because I think about it often. Um, she ingrained in me of like if someone's mad or someone says something to you that you're just like, what is this person's like? Why are they being so mean? You you don't know what their day was like. You have no idea what what events led them to that. You don't know. I mean, you know what could have happened to them? They could have suffered some abuse and some trauma that I would never have the capacity to understand, you know? And then I think we have, you know, an option. We can either choose to say, we're just going to live in this same system where we're in, you know, our overload of just life as it is day to day, or we can choose to say, "Uh, I think there may be something different. I want to kind of lean into what that different is as opposed to just going by as we normal do normally do day to day. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. I I think you're very um, lucky to have a mother who pushed that type of idea on you. Um, That's like a a crazy thing because like just general morality around um, just being empathetic is is such a powerful thing, I believe. Yeah. And I I think it's something that's very much needed to be taught nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, We see a lot of people where it's like, it's everything's so cutthroat and tribalistic where yeah. it's just, if, if you upset me, I'm not even going to think <laughs> about the, the reason why I'm just going to hate you for the fact that you upset me. I love it. And you know what? And I'll, I wasn't going to go into it, but I'm going to go into it now. Cause I feel like we're kind of at a place. Um, okay. that's why I wanted to have you for my first 
podcast because I think you and I think differently on on things. Okay. I think we hold different views on things. Um, but you know as well as I do, tribalism has no place in this relationship with you and I. You know, I love you. I love having conversations with you. Um, we shared many good conversations, um, close conversations just in the past about life and about our kids. Um, yeah. You know, and even in, when we can come into a situation like this where, you know, you're talking about this experience you had and, you know, for me, I don't I haven't experienced it. And, you know, I'm still thinking like, what does this mean to me? How do I think through it? There are going to be some people that are going to hear this podcast or maybe even just see the title and think wow i can't believe that james would associate with that person and i just think dude i don't want to be that i don't want to be that i don't want to be that person that's just so head in the sand that they don't realize that we're just people everyone's figuring something out you know i believe the answer is jesus I think other people are going to have different beliefs and I can't just shut people out because they have a different belief or because they have a different mindset. If anything, I want to hear what you have to say and I want to learn about it. I want to see, man, how does this impact and change my life? You know, what's it going to do when I'm sitting at home on my couch the next time watching a show with my kids? Am I going to be focused on Paw Patrol for the 1500th time watching through Mighty Pups? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to be focused on that moment because I'm going to think back to the conversation we had. So, Man, I appreciate the conversation. You know I love you. I appreciate you coming in, giving me a chance to sit and take up some of your time. Um, if you would, tell like all well, two listeners that are going to watch this and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> tell them where they can yeah. find you, and you'll be in the show notes. And uh, tell them a little bit about, I guess, if you want to, some things you got coming up with uh, Conscious Mess. Yeah, sure. Um, so one thing I want to add on to what you said last before that is um, you are a very open-minded person, which is awesome. Mm. I think that's the one thing that's kind of growing right now. And I think it's, it's really amazing is like this idea of being open-minded mm. where you don't have to believe what someone else's beliefs are, yeah. but you can be open-minded enough to have a discussion with totally, them. totally. Yeah. yeah. And, because yeah. why would I want to, my, my thing I've always said is this, if what I believe is true, why am I going to be scared that something else is going to come and they're going to change that truth. You know, if I believe that this is, that this is absolute truth that Jesus is real, why don't I be scared to have a conversation with somebody about it? That's, you know, something different or, you know, whatever my beliefs may be, whatever that situation is. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It, usually it's a fear response. Yeah. They, they just want to, they, they, they don't know how to react yeah. other than just being fearful totally. and they just want to put up a defensive front just to get out of it. Yeah, totally. Well, and that's, and that's my thing is I want to, I want to seek truth. I want to seek honest conversations. This podcast I'm excited about just seeking honest conversations with people that are, you know, working through. I don't think any of us would ever say we haven't figured out because I think the moment you say you haven't figured out is the moment that <laughs> you're, you're starting yeah. back. That's, that's when the ego one. slips in. That's right, dude. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, to go back to the, mm-hmm. my podcast, um, you can find me on YouTube and Facebook at conscious mess with an M get it. It's a little tricky there. It's that consciousness It's conscious mess. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love it. it. Took me like, took me like five minutes to think <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, I love it. yeah. So I'm kind of like been adapting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like three episodes released so far where I'm just talking about like, um, some of my beliefs and ideas that I've come up with. Yeah. Um, but one thing that's kind of changed in, um, with the direction where I'm wanting to go is I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of YouTubers that are randomly out of nowhere with their huge followings talking about their psychedelic experiences that have changed their life. Yes. Like talking it in the same manner that I've changed my life. And so my plan is to start interviewing YouTubers and hearing their experiences and stories with this, because if they feel like it's that big of a thing that changed their lives and they're talking about it, even though they're willing to um, give like their hundred thousand followers, like, um, ammo to leave them, then that's a huge deal to them. So that's their livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my plan is to start. Um, I found a way to contact them, a lot of YouTubers. And so, um, I just interviewed one named trip whip who I'm going to be releasing his episode here probably this week. Um, he's just like a person who's just really into psychedelics, but so yeah, that's going to the future of the podcast is going to be interviewing a lot of um, interesting YouTubers and hearing their experiences. Yeah. Dude, uh, that, if you want to follow me on those, it'd be awesome. And any support, seriously, appreciate it. Awesome. That's great, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, for talking. I uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I thanks for having me on. Some good conversation. I didn't know how long it was going to last. And me so <laughs> <laughs> we're rolling up on an hour now. So uh, thank you for your time. Perfect.
And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to. I'll say we'll. I'll definitely have to have you back on. Um, I'll I'll be listening to Conscious Mess and start hearing more stuff. I imagine if this podcast continues for me, if it's something that grows, gets a little bit of traction, and uh, it's something I end up sticking with doing, then I'm definitely gonna have you on. Um, yeah, just talk awesome. through because I think you have a very interesting perspective. I think you have an engaging perspective too. So stick with it. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> stick with it, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, James. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, buddy. I love you, man. I'll see you next time. All right. Love you too, dude. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to That Dang Millennial, y'all. My name is James. I really enjoyed my time with you today. If you would, follow us on our socials. We're on Instagram and on Facebook at That Dang Millennial. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can also see a video version of this on our YouTube. And YouTubers, hey, right back to you. If you want to listen to us on audio, if you just get tired of seeing my face, you can go and just listen to my sweet, sultry voice on Apple Podcasts. So be sure to like Be sure to subscribe, all of those pages. You know where to find us. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.